So good to be with you all. I'm going to pray. Father, we are so uh, blessed. We are so filled, filled up with the goodness of who you are. Lord, thank you. My heart just feels so good. It feels it just it's your presence, but it's also um, it's also all these beautiful people with the eyes of Jesus looking back at me. It's um, it's loving each other with your love. It's all of it. And it's so good. You are so good. And so we invite you, Holy Spirit, we want you to touch our hearts. We want you to bring truth to us. Um, show us things that we can't see without your help. Show us more of the kingdom, more of Jesus, more of Papa. It's what you're so good at. So thank you. You're welcome here. In Jesus' name, amen. Uh, tonight, where are you? Oh, maybe it's not on. Hey. Tonight I want to talk to you about how Jesus opens doors for us. Um, and uh, we're going to look in the book of Revelation uh, in just a few minutes. Revelation chapter 3 that talks about open doors. Uh, but before that, I really felt compelled. I was reading, been reading the book of Revelation the last couple of weeks. I know some people like kind of steer clear of it. They're like, I don't know what, what's in there. How do you interpret this? Well, there are some parts of Revelation that are pretty easy to uh, interpret, especially the first several chapters, which is the beauty and the glory of Jesus, what he looks like in heaven, which we're going to look at in just a second. And the letters to the churches, the seven churches, um, are, are kind of clear-cut. Like, he's talking to us about the things that he likes, the things he doesn't like, and just challenging us to really make him Lord. And um, so I want to look at that, but I want to start again. And Holy Spirit, as I just said, help us to see Jesus. Because what I'm about to read, I was... Worship was just off the hook, by the way. And... Um, <laughs> I was getting so lost and so wrecked with the beauty of Jesus. And the words I'm about to write, I can almost imagine John. John, who, you know, encountered Jesus uh, to the point where he just about fell dead, like, you know, couldn't stand the glory. It was so brilliant. And, um, and, and he was trying to write down some things that Jesus was telling him. I can only imagine people who have been to heaven and come back, they always say, words don't even do this justice. I'm using the words I know, but it's not even coming close to what I experienced. I'm just asking Holy Spirit, wow, to put that kind of emphasis on these words. Because what we're reading, he's so much better than this. <laughs> and, and John writes this this letter, this revelation is from Jesus Christ, the faithful witness, the firstborn from among the dead. That means he's the first to conquer death because all of us get to go there with him where we conquer death. And he's the ruling king who rules over the kings of the earth. That's you, by the way. Now to the one who constantly loves us, 
That means there's, there's no break ever in his love for you who constantly loves us and has loosed us from our sins by his own blood and to the one who has made us to rule as a kingly priesthood to serve his God and Father. To him be the glory and the dominion throughout the eternity of eternities, meaning we are never going to get tired of worshiping him and praising him ever. He goes on, a few verses later, John writes, I saw someone like a son of man wearing a full-length robe with a golden sash over his chest. (laughs) His head and his hair were white like wool, white as glistening snow. And his eyes were like flames of fire. Do you remember I told you these words still can't do this justice? Like what John said, this is the best he can do in using words. This, by the way, is where Blazing Fire gets our name. Did you know that? It's, it's, the bla- it's the Blazing Fire, the eyes of Jesus gazing at his bride. His fire does purify us, right? Meaning, not that he's angry. It means that he's saying, I, my, my love for you is so passionate that anything that's in the way, I'm going to start burning that stuff away because I don't want anything to come between us. But, he also, but it's also his passion, his eyes of passion for his bride. His feet were like gleaming light, uh, like they were gleaming like bright metal, as though they were in glowing in a fire. And his voice was like the roar of many rushing waters. I have been to Niagara Falls. I don't know if you've been to places like that. It is amazing. The sounds. Just close your eyes. You know, just that, oh, it rushes by. But this actually also, this phrase about the waters, it doesn't only refer to the sound like waters like that. It also refers to, it also refers to the growing number of voices of the sons and daughters of God who are being revealed. In other words, it's not just his voice. It's all of our voices together because we are speaking his voice. We are resonating one with him. That's why his voice is growing and growing and growing. In his right hand, he held seven stars, and out of his mouth was a sharp, double-edged sword. And his face was shining like the brightness of the blinding sun. When I saw him, I fell down at his feet as good as dead. But he laid his right hand on me, and I heard his reassuring voice saying this, Don't yield to fear. Don't yield to fear. Jesus is speaking to you tonight. Do not yield to fear. To fear. I am the beginning. I am the end. I am the living one. I was dead, but now look, I am alive forever and ever. And I hold the keys that unlock death and the unseen world. (laughs) I have all authority, all authority over death. This is why he says in John 11, you will never die. Those who believe in me will never die. That's what he says. But he not only holds the keys of death, but he holds the keys of the unseen world. This is, this is his father's kingdom. This is the, the angelic. This is all that's going on, the light, everything that's happening. And it's that realm that all of us are starting to understand more and more and more because he holds the keys and he's unlocking it to those who want to know. He's like, who wants to know about my father's kingdom? Who wants to see the unseen realm? Because I'm telling you something, that unseen realm is more real than what we're looking at right here with our own eyes. 
And so he's unlocking those things, and he says, I have the keys. Now, I wanted to start here because I want to talk about Jesus opening doors for us tonight. I believe he's going to show you some, some doors he's already opened for you and some that are coming. I believe the Holy Spirit's going to show you tonight some doors that he's already wide open, brought wide open for you, kicked it wide open for you, and there's more that are coming. Holy Spirit's going to reveal that to you. But I want to, instead of just going right to that passage, we need to know who is telling us this. Who is opening those doors? This beautiful one. This beautiful one. This beautiful one that says, I have paid for everything for you. I have paid, I have washed all of your sin. You're, you're clean before me. I choose you. The brilliant one, the one like a bright shining sun, he's the one opening doors for you. I just want you to know that and get that in your spirit so that you, so that you understand this isn't a maybe whether he's opening doors for you or not. This isn't, oh, gee, I hope I'm strong enough today to open up a door for you. That's not our Jesus. This is a done deal. He's opening up doors for you. Whew. So here we go. This is Revelation 3 now, jumping ahead two chapters. And he's writing to seven different churches. This is to the church of Philadelphia. Write the following to the messenger or the angel of the congregation in Philadelphia. This wasn't just to a church like Blazing Fire. It was to a whole region. It was to a city of churches. He says, I want you to say this. He says, "For, for these are the solemn words of the Holy One, the true one who has David's key. By the way, that's in Isaiah 22, 22. Chapter 22, verse 22. If you want to know more about David's key, what is that? Go there to find out. Isaiah 22. He is the true one who has David's key, who opens doors that none can shut, and who closes doors that none can open. This is who is telling us these things. Jesus. He says to us, Jesus says to us, I know all that you've done. See, this is either going to, this is, in our hearts, this is good news and bad news, right? I know all you've done. But I'm, it's not bad news because he died for us. He died to set us free. He doesn't count our sins against us. That's done. But I'm just telling you, when I read this again, this is in the Passion Translation, but when I read this again, I've seen all that you've done. I started crying right here. I couldn't even go on. Because the promise, the promise that lands on this is incredible. In other words, I know all about what you've done. I know all the ways in which you've represented me. I know all the ways in which you sacrificed, in which you've loved people. But he also knows all about the ways that when we weren't at our best, the ways when we forgot who we were, the choices when we kind of walked away. He's like, I know all these things. Now... I have set before you a wide open door that no one can shut. He knows everything about you. And he says, and I open a door for you. Jesus. The master of all once again becomes our servant and says, let me, let me open a door for you. For I know that you possess only a little power, yet you've kept my word and you haven't denied my name. 
And you might be thinking, wait a minute, not just a little power. We have all power. Yeah, I know. Wouldn't it be amazing if we actually believed all the power we had and actually used all the power we had? Do you see what he's saying? (laughs) He's already given us all authority and all power, but we are far from that place where we're actually walking in the fullness of what we have. So he says, you know what? (laughs) With With what you've used of everything I've given you, but with what you've used, you've done well. See, some of you, you think you've failed. And you're saying, I'm just not doing all the things that I think I should be doing in life. And he says, you know what? You're still standing. You're not denying me. Some people think that they don't have faith. Because, they, because you know, life's been really hard. And, and maybe you're in a place where you're just, you've just kind of given up on hope, right? And so you're thinking, I don't have any faith. And I love to tell people in this place, you've got so much more faith than you know. Because you know what? Even in your hardest moments, even when you don't know where to go with this, you still know there's nowhere else to turn but Jesus. You know that in your heart. You know there's nowhere else to go. You know what that's called? Faith. Faith doesn't always look like faith when you're in the midst of the mess. It usually looks like, I don't think I'm doing enough. I don't think I'm doing it right. God says, you know what? You're not giving up. You haven't disowned me. Faith. That's what it is. That's what you're doing. He says, so I know that you possess only a little power, yet you've kept my word and you haven't denied my name. It's almost, I mean, you got to remember Jesus who perfectly represents our father. He's trying his, he's trying his best just to so encourage you. You see, instead of, you know, telling you the, the, the things that he, the ways he could say things to, to make you think, wow, I got a ways to go. He's like, you're doing so good. Let me, let me tell you how you're doing. You haven't even denied my name. That's so good. That Keep coming. You're doing so good. Because he says this is in something else. He says in Luke 16, 10, he who is faithful in very little is faithful in much. See, a lot of times when you think you're not really doing all that Jesus wants you to do, he says, yeah, but with the part that you, that you understand by my spirit right now, look what you're doing with that. That's awesome. And because you want me and because you want to see my kingdom come, I'm going to give you a little bit more. And I'm going to give you more revelation. And you're, you're asking and you're seeking and you're knocking. So guess what? I'm going to open and I'm going to reveal. See, this is God's heart. He's, he's the perfect father. He's cheering you on and giving you every reason in the world to keep going. And he keeps, he keep, just when you need it, he gives you that encouragement. He gives you that little something to hang on to to say, keep going. Keep going. So back to that verse. I just want to highlight this. This is the one that really, really, really gripped me. Now, he says, I have set before you a wide open door that none can shut. And when I read this, I mean, I'm telling you, this is, I don't know, a week ago. I'm, I'm just start sobbing. And instantly, instantly he's showing me things about, about doors that he has opened. Um, and some of those doors, let's, let's talk about open doors. Let's do that. Uh, some of these doors that Jesus has opened are huge doors. These are doors that nobody can shut. Like when you came to know him. 
And suddenly something in your spirit resonated with the love he was pouring out at you. And suddenly you knew he was real. And suddenly you knew he was the king of kings. And that he did die for you. And he was the one you wanted to live for. You just knew it. Because his spirit gave it to you. That was a wide open door that no one can shut. Do you see how big that door is? It's huge. It's huge. And see, no, no matter what, I, I, that for me, that happened at my uh, junior high age. And, I, and all of a sudden, I was at a camp, and all of a sudden, you know, a counselor was talking about Jesus. And, and I'm like, well, no, I don't know him that way. And, and, and so he came and talked to me and prayed over me. And when he did, oh, my gosh, I was, I mean, this was like I was probably 12 or something. And my heart literally was just burning. Something was going on. I'm like, oh, this is real. And yeah, we, we, we don't, yes, we make mistakes along the way. Yes, we forget who we are. Yes, there are times when we, when we kind of wander and stray. But you know what? Nobody can change my mind about who Jesus is. I don't care what they say. It doesn't matter, right? It doesn't matter what anybody else, I, I will share my testimony. I know what he's done for me. I know who he is. It doesn't matter what anybody else says. It's not changing me because no one can shut that door. No one can shut that door. Then when I was in my early 20s, I had an encounter with Holy Spirit that changed, rocked my life, changed me. I had always kind of heard about Holy Spirit, like, it, you know, the, the Holy Spirit. I didn't know what it was. I think I called him it back then. And then suddenly, I started hearing about people who knew him, knew him, and, sa- and started explaining how good he is. And, and, and I said, well, I want that. And, the, and God says, oh, I like that, because watch this open door. <sighs> And he kicked the door open in front of me. Now, when God opens doors, we still take a step in. You still step through the door. You had to say yes to Jesus, right? Even though he made it crystal clear to your heart, you still said yes. Same thing with this. So I, I, suddenly I realized there's so much more. I realized there's there, people around me are speaking in tongues, which was really bizarre to me because I had never experienced anything like that. They were prophesying. These people around me were just sobbing because they were so in love with Jesus. I'm like, well, I love Jesus, but not like that. What am I missing? And someone started to share, share with me, oh, Holy Spirit. Really? There's more? Oh, yeah, there's more. Okay. Boom. There's the door. And here was my prayer. God, if this is real... I want it. Stepping through the door. And what happened? They laid hands on me, and I I felt this warmth just trickle all the way down, and suddenly every care was a million miles away from me, and I'm super happy, and all of a sudden I'm speaking in a language that I don't know, and everything, it it, it was warm yumminess through my whole body. Sometimes you just got to use different words because how do you explain these things, you know? And, and that, that was the beginning. That was my introduction to Holy Spirit. I'm like, oh, this is really good. How have I been missing out on this? I want to tell you about one more door. So late 30s, I went through a, a season of my life where I felt like a pretty big failure. And this is where God, God the Father met me. And I, I had always known God loved me. I really did. I knew that. I really did. But there was something when he met me in a place of feeling like a failure that it all changed. His, his unconditional, I love you when you're feeling like a failure. I love you 
when you've done the right things, when you haven't done the right things. And he started pouring out his love. And there was, I, I, would, I would say it was months. I mean, there were certain moments, but it was months of him so pouring out this baptism of the Father's love. I was just a crying baby in a mess for months. And then after that season, I started Blazing Fire Church. Meaning this is some of the fruit of, of love. Love, is, love is, is such a huge door. So this door was open, and, and I walked through it because I needed to be nurtured. Some of you need nurture, and you need care. And you're in this place where you're saying, you know, Daddy, I need, I need you to hold me. He's like, I am right here. So you walk through the door, and walking through the door means, I believe you love me that much. I receive it. See, walking through the door doesn't often require a lot. (laughs) It just requires something. It requires something in you that's saying yes. Something that's saying yes to his offer. And one other other door. So doors, those are some huge doors. Actually, let me just stop right now because I've been sharing some things. And I want you to just, for a moment, just close your eyes. And I just want to ask, Holy Spirit, would you reveal right now, would you show every person in this room, every child of the king, just remind them of some of the doors. Maybe they didn't even see it as doors, but just the doors that you open wide open in front of them and they walked through. Just remind them right now. Lord, you're so good. (laughs) You're beyond good. Good doesn't even begin to describe your extravagant kindness, your your tender mercies. Wow. And and yet you're tender, you're kind, and yet you're you're also a lion. You're so determined that we walk into the blessings you have for us. You're so determined to open up doors plenty wide enough so we can walk through them. And if we lack the courage, you say, okay, watch this. I'll be the lion padding by your side. Let's walk through it together. You're so good. And one more. Uh. (laughs) Yeah, just... Wow. This is good. This is good. This is good. Thank you, God, for getting us back in touch. We forget sometimes in the midst of in the midst of the hard things of life, in the midst of the confusion, in the midst of sometimes um, fear or anxiety, we start to forget how good you've been. You've been so good. And there are other doors that he opens up too. And and because when I started talking about doors, probably most of you well might have been thinking about circumstances, opportunities. He does that too. He does that too. And um, I want to share with you why w- one of the reasons why I was uh, just sobbing when I read that part about the open doors. But uh, about about six months ago or so, some uh, friends of ours, a couple in Washington, they traveled to Puerto Rico um, because they had, there was a church, a family in their church that had relatives in Puerto Rico. And so they heard still that the devastation was, was 
uh, you know, the, the country was, the territory was still devastated from the hurricanes and far from, you know, it was far from over, uh, from restored. And so uh, they went there and, and um, I, I sent with them some of my book, Always Loved in Spanish. And um, they, they, God gave them amazing access uh, and favor there. They, they were able to visit a political dignitary there who, um, they, after they were done, they gave him the book uh, as a gift. And um, he went home and he read the first couple chapters and called them the next morning and said, Ev- everybody needs this. This is going to change our island. And... Um, <laughs> And so they've, they've, he's invited them back. He's invited us to come. I'm, I'm actually leaving in two days for Puerto Rico. Um, with, uh, there's, there's so much more I could say, but I, I'm, I'm just going to leave it at this, that, that this is a huge open door uh, with huge favor. And when I come back, I'll, I'll share more stories, and, and we'll see what God's up to. I, I like to live more and more like my good friend, um, Paul Young. He talks about living with expectancy, but not expectations. I'm just going to let you think about that one for a minute. Live with expectancy. Good things are going to happen. That's called hope. But without expectations that it has to look exactly like you thought it was going to look. Because Holy Spirit actually is so much more brilliant than our, on, us on our best day, you know? And so um, it's not going to necessarily, that's why I don't even want to share too much about what I think is going to happen or things that are kind of planned. But this all came as a suddenly. And about a week ago, um, I was praying and still asking, Lord, do you want me to go? Because this was like really quick. We're leaving. And I, as, I, as soon as I read that line, these open doors, in that, in that instant, Holy Spirit, this goes back to my early 20s when I was filled with the Spirit. Because it changes everything. Holy Spirit is a game changer. <laughs> he is a, the game changer of all game changers. He's the one Jesus said, it's really better for you that I go back to the Father because I'm leaving you, Holy Spirit. You want him. So as I'm, as I'm reading the scripture, suddenly, instantly, I am washed over with, not, with that open door. The Lord said, that's me. Puerto Rico, that's me. Go through it. And several other things that I won't talk about right now. But that we need that. We need to know those things. Which one of us in this room doesn't wonder at times, is this God, isn't this God? Right? This is why, this is why we need intimacy with Jesus, with Holy Spirit, with Father. He wants us to know things. He wants us to know in our knowers, yes or no to things. Because not every door, open door is God. Not every opportunity it's God's open door. Let me put it that way. Well, how do you know? And now, now, Brent, now you've introduced fear into the equation. No, there's perfect love casts out all fear. So if we're resting in him and saying, Papa, you want the best for me. Jesus, you're the one that opens the doors. Is this, is this yours? Is this the open door? Do I walk through it? See, we need to be able to know. We're going to get back to that in a minute. So I want to ask, just close your eyes again. Because I want to ask... God to show you what doors he's been opening for you to walk through. And if you don't know, if there's something in front of you and you don't know, is this you or not, just ask him. It's amazing what happens when we ask him. Remember book of James, he says, if you ask me for wisdom, I'll give it to you. Just ask him right now. Think about the doors. Let Holy Spirit 
just begin to show you what doors are his that are in front of you. And if you don't know what they are or if you don't see them, ask him to show you. Ask him to open doors in front of you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Holy Spirit, that you speak to us all the time. You do. But help us, help us to, um, to know not just what you sound like, because a sound then makes us think it's audible, but what you feel like, what, what your presence is like, what your yes is like, what your no is like. Help us, help us, help us. And what are you going to discover as you walk through? Whoa, the open doors. Some of you, by the way, you're, I'm, I'm totally getting right now from the Lord. That's, he's, he's speaking pretty clearly to some of you right now. Like there's some things he's making crystal clear. So I want to encourage you later, write it down. Write down the things you believe he's saying to you, okay? You can always check them with him again. He doesn't mind. Check them out again if you're unsure. Ask someone also that you trust if you're not sure. But mainly, he wants you to learn to hear his voice. So what will you discover as you walk through the open doors? In other words, how do you have expectancy without expectations, meaning you don't know exactly how it's going to work out. That's the, one of the reasons why many of us are timid and, and afraid to step out because, well, what if, 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 what if this or this or this happens? And that starts to get us not to do anything. All he says is, is that my open door? Yes. Okay. Let's go. That's it. Let's go. Let's go. So what happens as you walk through open doors? Papa God, you'll find out that he was faithful to you every step of the way. By the way, some of you, these open doors are not necessarily like new locations, new jobs. This can be things like, I know God's bringing up in my heart deep healing that I need. Am I willing to go there? That's an open door. Do You see, how there's a lot of different kinds of open doors. See, he just, all he's saying is, doors open, would you, would you go with me? I'm going to take you to good places. What are you going to find out? You're going to find out Papa was faithful to you every step of the way. Because those open doors are not going to always lead to where you think. But what will be true? He's going to be faithful every step of the way. You're going to know more about him and yourself than you did before. Some of you have gone through open doors, and you're like, well, that didn't work out the way I expected. So, God, was I wrong? Were you wrong? He's like, let's see. Was I faithful? I think you probably know more about me and yourself than you did before. See, this is a long journey we're on, and he's really good, and it's about character, and it's about representing Jesus accurately. He's going to take us through some things that are him. And show us more about himself and more about yourself. 
And God caused you to grow to love more and more like Jesus because that's the goal of this whole thing. Hey, that's just a good word right there. All right, all right, okay. (laughs) So let me show you. How did we end up in this tunnel? And why, Brent? Why did you take us to a tunnel? Because I want to share something with you. The Word says that we know in part. We see in part. And part of the reason why life seems scary to us is because we can't see everything that we want to see. Part of the reason why we won't go through that door is because we want the next 15 or 30 or 50 or 500 steps. But, but the Lord already said, you're only going to see in part. You're going to know in part because I really just want you to trust me. Just look at my eyes. So, so why a tunnel? I, I use this illustration sometimes when I'm helping people who feel like they're a little lost or feel like they're blowing it and, and therefore they've ruined God's plan for their life and things like that. And I say, think about your life as a tunnel, going through a tunnel. See, the thing about a tunnel is you really don't know where you are exactly. And when you're, you, you could be walking up in a tunnel or you could be walking down. But you know what? You're always walking forward regardless. In other words, God is using all things, all things to bring you to where he wants you. And so the times when things are going well, like you're closer to Jesus, this is awesome. And then there are other times where things are not going so well, and you're like, wow, did I just not only go around the mountain again, but just like go to the wrong mountain or something? Because I don't know what's going on in my life. And he's like, yeah, I know it seems like you think you're going down, but you're actually walking in one direction because I'm taking you somewhere. And I love those lights on there because where he's taking you is from glory to glory to glory, even in the times it doesn't feel like it. And you might say, Brent, how can you know that? Because don't we have free will? Yes, you do. Do you remember who you gave that will to? Okay, I know we still have a free will. Don't get me wrong. But I'm saying, when you made your life one with him, he says, I got that. I got you from now on. This is my covenant promise. Ready for his covenant promise? Well, Here we go. That he who began a good work in you will carry it on to completion in Christ Jesus. That's his covenant promise over you. He's like, you know what? I'm bigger than you. I'm stronger than you. I'm better than you. I'm gooder than you. I can take you where I want to take you. Do our mistakes matter? I mean, do our mistakes, do our missteps, do they impact our life? Yes, they do. They cause pain to ourselves and people around us. And that's where he starts to train us and says, how, how did that feel to you to not really live like your real self? And uh, wouldn't you rather be walking with me? Do you see how he uses all things, even your missteps, even your mistakes? He says, I'm going to teach you that, that love is the answer and that those going, going a different direction isn't actually what you want. He's going to use all things. Here's, here it is in the Passion Translation. The one who began the glorious work in you will faithfully continue the process of maturing you and will put his finishing touches to it until the unveiling of our Lord Jesus Christ. And one more verse. Because this, this has to do with 
Will we go through those open doors or won't we? He says, you know what? If, you're gonna, if you will seek first the kingdom of God, if you, if you, if you desire me, if you want, if you want to know what, what's on my heart, and if, you, if you're saying yes to me, if you're going to seek first the kingdom and his righteousness, all these other things will be added to you as well. Lord, if I do that, what's my guarantee that you're going to take care of me? That's one of our very real fears. But did I already tell you? I know I did. Love casts out all fear. He's going to love on you and love on you until your heart fully trusts him. And then you know when you make, when you start to step through his doors because you're going after his presence and his kingdom, he says, I got the rest of this. I will take care of you. I'm going to take care of you. Therefore, don't worry about tomorrow. Don't worry about tomorrow. It's got enough worries of its own. Each day has enough troubles of its own. This is, uh, again, quoting Paul tonight, Paul Young, but Paul reminds us about when we use today's grace, worrying about something that hasn't happened yet, that's called future tripping. And we're expending energy on something that is a waste. Because the Lord already promised to take care of you. Father, my, I, I'm, I'm feeling um, the tenderness of your heart and the invitation of your heart to trust you. And all of us, in various ways, we have... Even people who have, uh, were supposed to take care of us were not always trustworthy. Some exactly opposite of that. But Father, you say to us, I am altogether other than those you have known. I, I am trustworthy in a way you've never even imagined trustworthiness. I am good to a degree that supersedes anything you thought good was. I don't know how to do anything else but love you and take care of you and be kind to you and gracious to you. This is my heart. And I ask right now, Father, that you would release over your children a baptism of love. Father, release over your sons and your daughters a baptism of love. Father, drench us, saturate us, engulf us with your love, your passionate love, God. The love that says, you belong to me. You are mine. It's my joy, my delight to love you no matter what. No matter what. That's the covenant, no matter what. Whoa. And Father, as you open doors for us, Lord Jesus, the brilliant one, the one who's brighter than the sun, as you open doors right in front of us. 
we are saying to you, it's our desire to seek first your kingdom, to do the things that you have decided beforehand, the good works you decided beforehand that we're to walk in. We're going to do that with you, Jesus. And at times when we're a little bit afraid, love on us again, Jesus, because your love eliminates fear. Love on us again, Jesus. The greatest power in the universe is love. Love on us, Jesus. (laughs) Sweet, sweet Jesus. Sweet Jesus, sweet Jesus. And I really feel, um, again, an invitation. If This is just an invitation night from the Lord. It's from him to you. But I feel the invitation to, to experience, to receive a baptism of the Holy Spirit, to experience him for who he really is. Wow. So Holy Spirit, I'm asking you. Holy Spirit, come. Wow. Holy Spirit, fall on your people. Fall on your kids. Holy Spirit, come. I'm asking for more. I'm asking for more, Holy Spirit. We need you. Just tell him, I need you, Holy Spirit. I need you. I need this. I need more of you. We need you, Holy Spirit. We want you. Whoa. You are the beautiful one. You are the one Jesus sent as the perfect gift. The perfect gift for us. That means, Holy Spirit, you're a perfect fit for each one of us. Whoa. So come, Holy Spirit, take over. I want you to see yourself as we're doing this. I just want you to see yourself as, as a suit, like, you know, what you look at in the mirror. That's just the suit. And Holy Spirit's going to fill up everything inside of that suit. He's going to fill you up, every cell of your being, the very core of who you are. He wants to take over. Just invite him. Holy Spirit, take over. Holy Spirit, take over. Take over my mind. Take over my heart, my will, my emotions. Holy Spirit, take over and fill me and fill me and fill me. Wow. And I, I felt like there's some of you, wow, in this room. I just saw this earlier. I kind of saw a picture of this. So I'm just going to put it out there. That if you're, you're feeling like, I would, I would really like to get prayer for what you're just talking about now. Like laying on hands and getting filled up because I'm needing something more. I want to invite you to come up. And I'm going to ask some leaders, who, trusted leaders, to just come up and begin praying over you. Wow. Whoa. So this is not saying you've never experienced him. I'm just saying if you're saying, I've got to have more Holy Spirit, more discernment. Wow, more of your presence. Oh, my goodness. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Whoa. And a really good cue uh, uh, would be that if, you're, if you've been, like, really encountering fear, anxiety. That's, that's the opposite of what Holy Spirit brings. He brings the peace. He brings the joy. He brings the fullness. 
of everything of Jesus into you. He's everything you ever wanted. <laughs> so that's what he is. That's who he is. Wow. Wow. So before, before, we, I, before I have some of our leaders just come and start laying hands and praying, I, I just want to, I want Holy Spirit first, just himself. He's more than able <laughs> to come and touch you. And I just, Holy Spirit, just as you did on the day of Pentecost, <laughs> I'm asking that your presence would come, yes, like tongues of fire on each person, over each one. Wow, and penetrating each one, each one. Holy Spirit, more. Whoa. Whoa. Increase, Holy Spirit. Increase the fire. Increase the fire. Increase the passion. Whoa. Whoa. Wow. And would you give us, all of us, would you give us discernment? Holy Spirit, wisdom, revelation, more and more and more. We need to know. We need to hear your voice. We need to know what you feel like. Wow. Because we need to follow you. It's our desire to follow you. So I want to ask if, if some of our elders, uh, prayer teams, elders, overseers, next gen, if you're not up here to receive, if you would just to start, begin laying hands, whoa, and releasing. Holy Spirit, come. Holy Spirit, come. Wow. Yeah, favor.